0: talks to FNC reporter J.D. Duggan. Dompey discusses stepping into her new role as CEO, the culture at Cunningham, and some of the big projects under the firm's purview.
1: All right. Hey, I'd like to welcome uh, Jacqueline Dompey. Jackie stepped into the CEO role at the architectural firm Cunningham last month. She's worked in multiple business leadership roles, including as managing director at JLL and senior vice president at ACOM. Hey, Jackie, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, J.D. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah, of course. First, how did you get into this role?
2: Well, I was approached um, for this opportunity, and I was very intrigued by what the potential could be. When I started talking to the folks at Cunningham, um, there was an immediate connection with this rich uh, culture that, that Cuttingham has developed over over the years. So that, that was very intriguing. And then this idea that what Cuttingham does is build um design and build and create spaces for um you know for all of us to either live work and play but the mindset which which our firm does that from a place of of excellence and sustainability and social social issues is is really powerful and i and I wanted to be a part of that.
1: So I'm really happy to be here. awesome. Um, so you you were doing consulting work before this, right? Um, what does that look like?
2: Yeah, well, my career—the um, consulting work had,
1: was a was a
2: point in time in my career, but my career really started um, with a small environmental consulting firm and grew into being acquired by AECOM. So, I would say the bulk of my career has really been in firms and leading design design practices. So that that's been where I've spent my time. Where I've always spent my time, and an opportunity like Cunningham is what brought me out of. You know, pseudo-retirement. So the consulting was was um, a way to stay engaged and relevant, but I've been with companies
1: and big companies. Majority awesome. Of my How would you say that uh, work experience informs your transition into this new role?
2: Well, I, I think um, I've worked for really large companies.
1: So those of you
2: that know AECOM and JLL, they're big, you know, publicly traded global companies. Um, so I've worked with a diversity of of talent, um, trying to achieve great things, and so my um, focus in those businesses has been about team building, but in the in the marketplace and and growing, unless from a volume or growing the business just for the sake of growth, but really creating purpose around what we do and um, and aligning around that purpose and doing excellent work. So that that kind of philosophy has stayed with me throughout the career and what. I will hopefully leverage
1: here. Yeah, um, that seems relevant to this—the rich culture of Cunningham that you mentioned. Could you tell me a bit about what that what that means? The rich, rich. Yeah, cultures?
2: well, it's it it it's hard to describe, JD. But I will do do my best. Um, when I first started speaking to people at Cunningham, and even trying to do my research on the firm out outside of people that worked there, there's this consistent, um, feedback that people just love either working at Cunningham or with Cunningham. And, um, and it's a, a fairly humble, um, group of professionals who care deeply about doing the right thing. And that culture is really pervasive and it it just feels right. And we have a lot of fun and we take our work seriously, but it, it's this um kind of care for each other and, and care for our clients that really spoke to me. And and like I said, is people have that consistent feeling, um, whether they work at Cape, at work at Cunningham, whether they've left and and they still talk about Cunningham in, in really wonderful ways. So it's hard to describe, but it's it's very powerful.
1: Yeah. What do you think is the importance of this kind of work, whether that's in your role leading Cunningham or more broadly, just the work that Cunningham does?
2: Yeah, as I mentioned, you know, being in design, how, and I use that term broadly, design, um, but, but historically and into the future, we're designing space and, and it's space for people to interact. And I think that's very important. And it's, and it's how we are interacting right now, how we interact together in physical space. So it's that interaction of people and how that works within the environment and social context is, is extremely important just to society. So there is a, a really important responsibility that we have as, as an architecture firm and design firm to design space responsibly. And I think the other layer I'd like to add on to that is, is buildings in general um, create and are responsible for a significant amount of CO2 in our in our Life. And so I think as architects, we also have a responsibility to um, not only minimize that impact, but actually create benefit um, to deal with some of the climate change issues we're all facing. So I think there's, there's very, very strong social responsibility and environmental responsibility for we're, what, we're, what we're doing as a profession.
1: How do you, as CEO, make sure that that's um, something that the company is really caring about?
2: Yeah. Well, fortunately for me, as a new CEO coming into this firm, they care deeply about it. So I i am not having to do a lot of um, convincing that this is the right thing to do. It's part of the reason why I joined, because this is a firm that cares deeply about those issues. And it's a real, very much a priority. So I think where I want to take this, though, is... Um, knowing that that's the baseline and that there is this fundamental concern and interest in contributing in good ways, how do we just keep pushing ourselves to be better and better and it becomes less of a um, an exception and more of a rule and, and how do we get get better at that and, and keep tackling these, the issues that our world is facing. So it's a, it's a pretty um, it's it's a it's a big lift for for us in the industry but um but a really important one i see a lot of
1: yeah what um i mean can you say more about that what what, what's on the horizon for cunningham
2: well cunningham um many cunningham is it has been the incubator of some pretty powerful technology um so i will continue to focus on um on how we can be better and influence our industry and in the technology space. Um, I think you'll see our projects uh, being recognized for not just the design and the aesthetic quality of, of of buildings and space, but how people are actually using it. So our kids learning um, in in different and and their ways and having outcomes in that way are are we having um, are we creating wonderful healing places for our healthcare facilities that work so i think you'll start to see Cunningham's name associated more and more with some really wonderful outcomes for the people that actually interact and use the spaces
1: yeah are there trends or changes that you're noticing within kind of the architectural industry or development more generally
2: well, I think technology, right, that's going to be a response of any CEO or business leader that you talk to. Technology is is definitely the forefront of all of our, our minds and how do we um, stay relevant. So using technology, especially in the virtual space, which is an interesting challenge for architects, right, because they build, build physical space. But how do we incorporate some of the virtual space into what we do? And um, and the concept around sustain- moving from sustainability, which is a topic that we've all been um, involved in in the profession, but moving forward and really thinking about regeneration and how we're using space to regenerate um, the environment and not just sustain it, because obviously that's not working too well for us right now. So we're we're really trying to push um, you know the industry, not just Cunningham, but the industry is doing a really good job in pushing on those two issues. in particular.
1: Yeah. What is, what does that look like? Regeneration in design?
2: Yeah. So
1: we're, we're really focused on our, our carbon.
2: So making sure that we're using materials and construction practices and designing in systems that are um, carbon neutral, you know, in an ideal situation or, or not carbon intensive. So that's the real focus for us is, is carbon and, and, you know, locating, um, locating buildings that are working within the fabric of a community to also minimize indirect
1: impacts as well. Yeah. Are you seeing communities also pushing for this more on on their end, cities, cities that want this, that are mandating things like this? Uh,
2: Yeah. um, Cities are, clients are. So many facilities or many municipalities around the U.S. have climate action plans. So this is starting to be required at the policy level, um, but certainly communities are, are requiring it. And then our clients, right, regardless of what um, policy might be dictating, our clients um, also understand this is a really important and urgent issue and, and are demanding as well. So we're starting to see that sense of urgency actually result in some action, which is, which is fantastic.
1: Right. But architects and developers still need to make money. How do you negotiate that the balance of kind of this this concept of maybe civic or social responsibility and profit?
2: yeah, yeah well, luckily, technology is on our side so um I think it's it's a bit uh, it's no longer the case that these solutions are are too expensive much of what we're talking about is readily available in the market, so it doesn't it's not necessarily going to be a big um, drain for clients in terms of implementing some of this. There's also huge savings on the operational side of, of our buildings when they're designed appropriately to minimize these, this type of impact. That it can actually cost less to operate. So over the long term, it's it's um, you know it's it's it is the right thing to do, but it's it makes business sense as well from many different factors. Yeah, what's your um,
1: favorite part of working in this industry?
2: Oh, the creativity! I mean, the, I love to see um, idea generation. Um, you know, I, I love when teams aren't afraid to fail, and they can, you know, test things and try things and, and pivot when when it maybe isn't um, ends up not being the idea that gets implemented. So, I just think the the collaboration when you get the diversity of minds together to solve problems and to come up with creative solutions that's super <laughs> energizing to be. Yeah.
1: You. Yeah. Would you say COVID has helped to foster more opportunities for creativity and trying things or has it just stifled it and become more like we just need to make things happen?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, not COVID obviously has had may, many, um, un, you know, unfortunate social and health impacts to our world. Um, but I do think it's, it's also given us an opportunity to think and, and do differently. And um, and it is a design problem, right? That we are solving, and how we work together and collaborate together, and um, and so I I think it's a we should we should and we have been looking at that as a design as a design opportunity to to work together. So I, I wouldn't say that it's um that it's been a negative impact. I think we're just all trying to figure out how to make the best of it and and think and do different. Yeah an exciting opportunity
1: right what projects does cunningham going on whether it's around you know maybe around the country um that you think are especially interesting right now
2: yeah well um let's see to name a few we've got the largest emergency room hospital in doha in the middle east so that's been super exciting to see that um and, and and be developed. There's the largest modular housing project in Edina, um, so that's been an exciting one. And Cunningham, and its legacy, has been very active in the in the K through twelve schools, and there's some fantastic schools, um, buildings, and and outcomes in the Minneapolis area, which is which has been great. And I I can't um, talk about all of our clients. They are confidential, but we do a lot of um, amazing theme park work. And we are also building some, designing and building some campuses for um, a very large uh, health data company, um, both here and in the UK. So some really um, interesting creative, I would say some of those are big and that, and but it's less about the scale. I think it, what, what excites us about the work we do is really the impact, you know, and the Regardless of the scale of project or, or be associated with that project, it is about the impact having, and are, makes makes these really exciting.
1: Yeah. How many? Um, where? Uh, how How big is Cunningham? Where? How many offices are throughout the the world or the country?
2: Yeah. Well, we um, we hire fifty five people so far this year, so that's pushing us close to three hundred around the U.S. Yeah. and we like to say we're we are to work from anywhere um, company, and we do have people dispersed around, but we're in in um, key locations and obviously in Minneapolis, San Diego, um Los Angeles, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. So those are our core markets where we have a physical um, location right now, but we are we are from anywhere. so have yeah. um, people outside of those too
1: and we're figuring out how that all works yeah great um i am not sure that i have any other questions is there anything you want to add that i didn't ask about
2: no i really appreciate the opportunity and it's um it'll be great to stay in touch and i'm excited to see where cunningham ends up after all this. it's going to be great
1: yeah for sure all right thank you so much jackie
2: thank you JD. have a great day
1: okay you too Bye. all right bye-bye